Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How about next segment? We'll do a late night joke off about Tucker Carlson leaving Fox News. The late night comedians went big on it. As I mentioned earlier... The NBC Evening News led with Tucker Carlson leaving Fox. So did CBS, so did ABC. All three big networks, that was their lead story. Stunning. That is interesting, isn't it? He is, He is. A, he was a force. Was, maybe still is, a force. Speculation is running rampant, as you might guess. Tucker has said nothing unlike Don Lemon fired from CNN and the two of them. I, I'm at fault here being discussed in tandem as if they have are in the same universe right. of significance, which is a hilarious notion. Right. Don Lemon is significant only in that he was so mockable. Right. Aaron Judge got fired by the Yankees, and some guy who plays double A in Little Rock left his job. Is Right. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tucker Carlson, though, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. As you mentioned uh, last hour, and I hadn't thought about it, but it's clearly true. He set the conversation. Almost all cable news shows are a reaction to the day's news. Tucker would regularly make the news that other people were talking about. That's not easy to do. Well, and I regret Tucker not being on the scene, even though I disagreed with him vehemently at times. Uh, and there was an email from one of our beloved listeners that made me doubly sad, reminding me of something. So uh, anyway, we'll talk more about that uh, coming up later this hour. Uh, a couple of things to get to here that I found very, very interesting and wanted to share with you all. Uh, do you remember Reagan once said, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, that it's not that... Uh, he probably said liberals. It's not that progressives are, are stupid. It's that so much of what they know isn't true. And here are some. here's a great example of that. 
This is from the United States Census Bureau. Not too long ago, they take forever to put out their reports. The median household income in the United States by ethnic group. And this is just so much white supremacy, you're not going to believe it. Because, of course, white people dominate everything and make the most money. Except for Indian Americans who are at the very top with uh, median household income about $100,000. This is in the 20-teens. Um, followed by Filipino Americans who are significantly behind Indian Americans. But again, as a result of white supremacy, they're number two in the list. Then another victim of white supremacy, Taiwanese Americans, number three on the list, followed by Sri Lankan Americans, Japanese Americans, and Malaysian Americans. Then the white supremacy continues with Chinese Americans and Pakistani Americans before you get to white native-born Americans. Right in the middle of the pack. I tell you what, you're not using your white privilege effectively enough. And the why, to my mind, is who values education and hard work the most. And I actually think that some of those groups above, above white people are too far down that road. I mean, I know some people like that. You know, the whole Tiger Mom thing? Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I feel weird saying it, but like I, I'm not going to push my kids as hard as... Some of those people do um, that I know. Yeah, I would agree. As for me and mine, I think uh, our ethic was somewhere between Chinese Americans and maybe Sri Lankans. But we're definitely not up there with Indians and Filipinos. Yeah, I've got a I've got a uh, friend. I've talked about her before because my son is really close friends with her son. But. She grew up in Vietnam, and she's a, a a brilliant. But she's talking about man. If you were on, if you got selected out as one of the smart kids in Vietnam, the path you were on. I mean, it was just like all you did was study. That was your whole life as a child, year round. That's all you did. Perfect SAT scores were considered a norm for her crowd. Wow, wow, that's just unbelievable. It is. Hey, and it's you know this is a tangent on a tangent, but um. It's worth pointing out the truth of uh, Thomas Sowell's great uh, screed in which he pointed out that uh, if you take the children from a single family, you're raised by the same parents in the same circumstances, you're going to have vastly different outcomes. How in the world are you going to achieve what they call equity across an entire society? I bring that up because, you know, as I was describing where where we were culturally as a family, my three children have vastly different levels of ambition, uh, desire for financial uh, achievement, however you want to put it. They're very much individuals. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea that one of them was discriminated against and the other one discriminated against a little less, and that one, well, that was the white girl. Are you? <laughs> it's The stupidity of it is astounding but the fact that a significant chunk of america holds that belief is just unbelievable uh continuing down the list you got korean americans indonesian americans um uh, americans as a whole the median uh then thai americans bangladeshi americans nepali americans hispanic latino americans um, and african americans are at the bottom could you make an argument that there's some racism at work yeah, i suppose so sure of course 
Um, it's it's a worth considering. But given the uh, the rainbow of ethnicities and colors and religions and the rest of it expressed in this list, it's it's absolutely not uh, an open and shut case. You know what I'd like to see a side by side of, and I'll bet it would match up pretty close. Intact families. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And or educational achievement. They are they trump race like an ace trumps a three in in every study, every responsible study ever done. You have an educated black man. He's got a bright feature in the future in the United States of America, period. And I would point out that a lot of black kids are not educated for two reasons. They don't come from families that prize education and or and it might just be or entirely or. They are trapped in crappy government schools controlled by teachers' unions. You want to you raise black achievement? Deal with those two things. Anyway, uh, we don't have time for something that is so great and so important. I do not want to rush through it, and that's how to understand the woke religion. But I promise we will deliver it uh, at some point today during the proceedings. I could have been shot over the weekend, but was not. Luckily, I realized, hey, we do a business together. You can't shoot him. It would be wrong. So, uh, Especially given the news of last week. You know, we had those stories about going to the wrong door, going up the wrong driveway, trying to open the car door in the wrong car in the parking lot. Ugh, yeah. I'm at my son's flag football game. Uh, I'm going back to my car between games, my truck. And I'm stirring my phone, of course, because I'm an American. I'm a modern American. I'm not I'm not enjoying a beautiful day, watching the birds, the sunshine, looking around, saying hello to people I pass. I'm staring at my or phone. protecting yourself from being run over, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm staring at my phone as I walk to my truck. And I kind of glance up. I see my truck. And uh, I walk out. I uh, unlock it with my key fob, open the door, get in, start to put the key. And I, realize, and I look down. There's a sparkly little purse in the cup holder. I thought... Sparkly little purse. Do one of my kids have a sparkly little purse? I don't think so. I don't think it was. I'm carrying a much more practical bag. (laughs) And is it a a a coffee thermos thing? That's not my coffee. Then I look around the truck. It looks like this is not my truck. I realize I'm in somebody else's truck. Oh, I made this mistake once. And I, I, I was like, I got a bit of fear really fast. And sure. I, and I opened the door, and I'm walking. I shut the door, and I'm walking out of the truck. And this woman comes walking toward the truck. She said, did you just get out of my truck? Oh, busted. And I said, yeah, I did. I said, it looks just like my truck right there, two trucks down. Same color, same wheels, same height, exactly the same. Yeah. And I said, I think my key fob unlocked your door, or was your door already unlocked? I said, I'm, she said, I, I, I got lucky that I don't look like a car thief. I don't look like a right. typical car thief. I think Whatever was, that means. That was oh my advantage. My. Yeah. Well, I'm in my 50s. I'm dressed a certain way. I just, I just don't look, I don't know. Anyway, and I also live in a kind of, I also, <laughs> Flabby, live, in a, I also yeah. live in a town where there's not a lot of car thefts going on. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, I thought that absolutely could have been one of those I get shot situations. Yeah, could be. Did you nail down the, the fob question? No, my key fob did not open her truck. I just pressed the button and her door was already open. She left her car door un- unlocked, just walking uh-huh. over to drop off something for her kid. Um but oh my god! And I was thinking, I was telling my son, "What if she had been sitting in the driver's seat when I opened the door? She would have freaked oh. out." 
She looks yes. and she sees, you know, a bigger man climbing in her truck. Because I wasn't paying attention. I opened the door. I would have been starting to get in before I realized there's somebody sitting in the seat. If she'd have had a gun, she might have shot me. She might have maced me. If it had been a guy, he might have punched me in the face. Sure. And it's been said a thousand times on the show, you look like a serial killer. I, I do. I do look like yeah. a serial killer. Yeah. I got the shaven head of the uh, the unworthy. Um, <laughs> of the maniac. <laughs> of the maniac. Anyway, it scared yes. the crap out of me. I, I almost said, yeah, I noticed how my car's much cleaner than this. That's what I, uh, so I know. Oh. Off the bat. I, just, I don't have a bunch of garbage in my car, so that's what tipped me off to the and she your was, clutch is so 2006. She could have freaked out. She was like 5'2", 90 pounds as oh, a woman. Boy. So, you know, some guy getting in her... Anyway. Face I, full of pepper spray. Oh, That's so, what you deserved. So I actually said, I said, I'm lucky I didn't get shot. She said, yeah, we lived in a different part of the country. You would have gotten shot because we both had in our mind those stories from last week. Oof, crazy. It is crazy. Uh, much more on the way, including Tucker being fired and what little is known about that, what might have happened behind the scenes, and other stuff coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know if it was voluntary or was it uh, somebody fired, but I think Tucker's been uh, terrific. He's been, especially over the last year or so, he's been terrific to me. 
That's Donald Trump reacting to Tucker Carlson leaving Fox, which was the dominant story for media all day long. A lot of the media really, really hated Tucker. I I don't have any idea. The Tucker Carlson story is so fascinating to me as a guy in the media business is that he had a show. He had so many different shows. He had a show. He had a different show on Fox back in the day. He'd had a couple of shows on CNN, a couple of shows on MSNBC. He'd run a, a website. He'd done so many different things that were all kind of successful. He kept getting more shots. People must have thought, you know, this guy's clearly talented or whatever. Mo- oh, yeah, he's brilliant. Most of those entities or uh, attempts at shows were like super, I'm not partisan. I'm going to try to see both sides of it. He tried that over and over again, including mm-hmm. on our air many times over the years. And then he did whatever the Tucker Carlson show was on Fox and became hugely powerful and popular and wealthy. And it's difficult to label what he was doing. Yeah, or, you I'd know, say. It, it kind of he carved out his own thing, although, you know. It wasn't consistently. I don't want to cons- get too far into that. It, it wasn't consistently conservative. Because there's lots of things he believed that were like government power from the right forcing things to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what you call it, but it certainly was popular. Anyway, I'm going to ruin the jokes if I keep being serious. Yeah, cut it out. So uh, time to do a late night joke off in which we will play jokes on the same topic. This case, obviously, Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox uh, by three different comedians. I will rate I will grade them and the bottom grade getter will be banned from comedy for life. Let's hear him. Everyone's talking about this today. Fox News announced that they are parting ways with Tucker Carlson. Some people aren't sure what led to his exit, but Fox said that they can think of almost a billion reasons why. What a shock. I mean, what an absolutely delightful shock this is. They say Rupert Murdoch made this decision himself. This is more like an episode of Succession than last night's episode of Succession. Tucker Carlson has now worked and left MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. He's running out of options now. Like, soon he's just going to be on the Weather Channel. Saying that hurricanes are caused by drag queens. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't portray Tucker Carlson as a failure at this point. <laughs> There's no way. Those were all terrible. They Absolutely were. terrible. There they wasn't were. even a smile amongst them. That's and good the point. idea that he is now ruined. Are you kidding? He's about to become a billionaire, you moron. Or he never has to work again if he just decides not to. Um uh one irony to me. So he's getting a lot of flack from the left who are cheering this. Well, first of all, that idea that it was the $800 million settlement, the reason that doesn't make sense to me is, what about Hannity? What about Laura Ingram? What about... Because they said they would toe the line going forward. Okay, well, that's a different aspect then. Okay. But just flat out that it's because of the settlement that they had to get rid of Tucker doesn't make sense because you got a bunch of other hosts... That were went way further down the line, to me, in backing oh, yeah, the whole stolen election than than Tucker did. Tucker didn't focus on it at all. No, I know uh, that. And uh, here's that is an idiotic opinion. And here's the irony part that that I, I said that I, that is ironic to me that he gets a lot of the flack for that. He's the guy that convinced me there was nothing to it. Tucker Carlson, when he said Sidney Powell, you can come on my show. I'll give you the entire hour. Because what you're saying is true. This is the biggest scandal in U.S. history. So please contact us the entire hour tomorrow night is yours or call in now. 
And when she didn't, I thought, okay, this is done. This is the, the, the it is. There's nothing to this. That was. I will the tell end you this though. Yeah, but Tucker went halfway back for weeks and weeks and weeks. He did his. Uh, these questions have been raised, but and we yeah. have a right to know. But he he would do it that way. Yeah, yeah. He would do it that way. Just asking the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Laura Ingram and Hannity were more overtly. But then the, t- the stuff Tucker was saying behind the scenes where he said, and these are private texts, we're very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I, tr- I truly can't wait. I hate him passionately. Uh, Tucker also texted, that's the last four years. We're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because admitting what a disaster it has been is too tough to digest. But come on, there really isn't an, up- really isn't an upside to Trump. And then Trump just said in that clip we played, he is a very good to me. Maybe, maybe Trump hasn't heard that story. Well, they they met recently. There, I saw pictures um, uh, last night in publications from about a week ago. Trump and Tucker were together, smiling on a balcony, both having non-alcoholic drinks because neither one of them drink. Um, so I I don't have any idea. Tucker found think, out 10 minutes before the rest of us did that he was being fired yesterday. I think that might just be politics. They're useful to each other. They, uh, you know, they have no need to harm each other. That would do harm to both of them. So they got together. They talked it out. They hugged it out. I think if Tucker wants to take his giant audience and continue to, uh, to, to have an outlet for it, he'll create something. He certainly can. Oh, guaranteed. And it'll be immensely profitable. Yeah. If you miss an hour of this show... Grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, one of the reasons why cis people think they're real or natural or the default is because they've fallen into the trap of the myth of white supremacy. Yup, they're connected. So if you think things like trans women aren't women, or if you call people trans but then refuse to call yourself cis if you're cis, that means that you have been influenced by one of the original influencers. The siblings, the twin siblings of colonialism and the myth of white supremacy. And those twin influencer siblings get paid by capitalism to influence. They have literally influenced you to believe <laughs> that there is a version of a man and a woman that is more human than all the other versions. Sound familiar? Yep. White dominant culture, colonialism, capitalism, they've been working <sighs> real hard on us. Remember, just like with any influencer trend that is toxic, we don't have to believe it and we don't have to follow it. And in fact, we can even point out the ludicrousness and make it completely obsolete. That was designed by science to make my ass tired. Like any influencer trend, we can choose to ignore it. There are males and females is now an influencer trend. <laughs> Wasn't that fascinating? So was that a libs of TikTok thing or what was that? <clears throat> Essentially, yeah, it's just uh, somebody posting their progressive views online. Wow. And they believe that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they do. Absolutely. That, that if, I, if I don't want to call myself cis, because I'm not going to play all of your game anyway, um, right. uh, it's because of white supremacy. Oh, that and reminds colonialism, me. which I'm a big fan of. I, as I tweeted last night at uh, Brett Baer and the folks at Special Report, Brett actually used the term gender-affirming care for sex changes for adolescents. And uh, I texted, hey, love and respect you, but why are you using from gender-affirming care? It's a capitulation to the radical gender theory crowd. Please stop adopting the language of the left. Anyway, uh, that's that all is a- something. I mean, that really is caving if you're going to go with that. Because that's a pretty clever term they came up with, gender-affirming care. Right. I mean, it's it's like in the midst of the Cold War referring to, uh, I don't know, Ford Motor as capitalist running dogs. Right. In yeah. in the United States. Wait a minute. Why did you adopt the terminology of Marxists just then? Yeah, a good point. But, you know, the left is uh, very, very skilled at forcing those intentional destructive changes in language on the right. And so many people on the right are so bad at recognizing it and fending it off, including evidently Fox News's w- w- news division, to my disgust. Anyway. As Jack can see, you cannot. I'm about to don reading glasses. I wear reading glasses about twice a year because I'm gifted with decent enough near vision. Uh, You're like a superhero that way. uh, In a way, yes. A superhero reads news all day long. Um, What's astonishing to me is not only how tiny this font is. I mean, it's teeny tiny. But the fact that the printer rendered it legible if you have enough magnification. I can't read the clock in my car without my glasses. Wow. Wow. Anyway, uh, so this is... So I have to have uh, the reading glasses on my head in my car and then bring them down over my eyes to look at the clock and then put them back up on my head. Wow. It sucks. Wow, that's, that does suck. That's uh, very inconvenient. Uh, do you know what the word taxonomy means? It's like when you it's, find an armadillo and you stuff it, make it look lifelike, put it on your... Uh, 
you're close, Jack. You're close. Uh, that's actually taxidermy. Taxonomy is the branch of, branch of science concerned with classification, especially of organisms. Like, do you remember in biology you learned uh, kingdom, phylum, species? I can't remember. Well, you're better don't than bother. me at remembering that. And why Don't bother we... emailing it. I have the internet. And yes? why did we have to learn it in the first place is a good question. Well, that's taxonomy. Um, and this is brilliant. It's by uh, Michael Schellenberger and Peter Bogosian. It's a chart, which I'm going to go down to my local whatever the hell. Does the, does Kinko's exist anymore? I don't even know. Kind of. Um, it, it, they're like in a FedEx yeah. facility now? Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. so I got to have this printed up. I just, the printer out there doesn't print big paper. So, uh, but it's woke religion, a taxonomy. And it goes into the subcategories of the woke religion. Uh, for instance, racism, climate change, trans, crime, mental illness, drugs, and homelessness. And for each of those, it lists the original sin, the guilty devils, the myths, the sacred victims, the if is that oh the elect is that what that says again the print the uh, the elect supernatural beliefs taboo facts taboo speech the purifying rituals, and the purifying speech. What do you want to start with, racism? Why don't we go with that? They listed it first, so will we. The original sin, slavery. The guilty devils are, of course, white people and police, because this is a religion. The myths include the American War of Independence was fought to establish slavery uh, or to maintain it. Uh, structural racism is the cause of all racial inequality and the only explanation uh, possible for police violence, etc., etc. You know, this is weird. This is so weird. Maybe somebody can explain this to me. I had to take off the reading glasses. I was about to throw up. Oh, yeah. I have, I've had that happen before. If trying to read print this tiny? If they're too strong, certainly. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I even hope to read this without reading glasses? The print is so tiny. Throwing up would be good audio. You know, we'd probably use it over and over again. What if I use it like a magnifier? No, that's weird. It's making me sick. What the heck? This I've, is such a good segment, or it would have been, been if I didn't, you know, uh, come to the very edge of vomiting. I think really sick to my stomach. And yeah. actually, I threw up yesterday. What's the number on your glasses? What are they? I have to look. I should them say on the Judy. side. As you can tell, they're very pretty. Well, I don't, they are a bit I don't feminine. Know. I wasn't going to say anything. I thought it was just your choice. But Oh, no, they're very feminine. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I said, hey, were... honey, do you mind if I steal these for the, the radio studio? She no, said, you're you go ahead definitely not, sis, if that was the point you were making. Um, mm, but I will, I will indeed go down to my local Kinko's, if it exists, blow this up big enough to be read, <laughs> and, and share it with you, because it, it is so clearly... The right framework to look at it as a religion. There are original sins. There are guilty devils. There are sacred victims. There are supernatural beliefs. And then there are taboo facts that you must not say. And taboo speech. And then purifying speech like uh, BIPOC and, uh, and white fragility and that sort of thing. If you utter those incantations, you are purified. So more on that to come uh, without me vomiting. Since you mentioned the whole uh, trans issue, the numbers are out on how much damage Bud Light did to itself, and they are, according to insiders, staggering. 
Hit you with those numbers next. After a quick word from our friends and sponsors at Simply Safe Home Security, as we clean our houses for the springtime, let's take a look around at the people we love and the things we need to protect because you spent a lot of time working to buy that stuff, right? Including your home. Simply Safe Home Security is designed with cutting edge technology and backed by 24 7 professional monitoring that's different. You can lock and unlock your doors, access your cameras, arm and disarm your system from anywhere. With Simply Safe, CNET named Simply Safe their editor's choice for 2023. Um, there's not a contract that you sign. They don't need to do that because they're convinced that you're going to like it. Cutting edge technology, 24 7 professional monitoring, all for under a dollar a day. Why wouldn't you do this? That's less than half of the old style systems that have the huge uh, installation charges and long contracts you have to sign. Simply Safe has none of that crap. It was uh, named by CNET, Editor's Choice for 2023. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So looking at the most recent weeks of Bud Light sales nationwide, ever since Dylan McVaney became one of their spokespeople, that uh, trans activist person. Um, you know what? I won't even go there. With this character, he does a minstrel show female impersonator thing. He's a gay dude who does a female impersonator act. That's it. He's no brave revolutionary fighting for the rights of trans people, please. Well, shockingly, a lot of Bud Light drinkers apparently didn't dig it. And so their sales were down 17% in dollars and 21% in volume for the most recent week. While Coors Light and Miller Light are up 18%, according to the uh, you know, the industry insiders who look at these numbers, because that's the industry they're in. Uh, Coors Light market share was up 11% over the same period. Miller Light up almost 12% over the same period. Coors Light and Miller Light were once again the big beneficiaries. That The reason that that's important, as I was talking about as a beer drinker um, uh, back in the day and a domestic light beer drinker, it's like Coke and Pepsi. It's a big deal if people switch from yours to the other. It's not like mm-hmm. people are leave, leaving Bud Light for, you know, Guinness or something else. That'd be a completely different product, really. You know, it's all about... Because Bud Light, Miller Light, and Coors Light are so close to the same. So much of the image is so much important of your choice, right? Like Coke and Pepsi. And, well, and it's not like the average light beer drinker stands there in their grocery beer aisle agonizing over which one to pick this time. No, you have a habit, you reach for it, you grab it. Yeah, so you just have always been grabbed the same thing, and then you saw the Dylan Mulvaney carrying, you said, screw that, I'm not buying Bud Light anymore, and you start grabbing Coors Light or Miller Light. And that will, they, you know, how long will that go on? For the rest of their drinking lives is how long that those customers are going to do that, would be my guess. Amstel Light, really good uh, light beer as well, if I might uh, step into the, the discussion. Uh, yeah. That might be so, the worst PR move by any big company ever, maybe since New Coke. Well, in, in terms of the quote-unquote culture wars, and I absolutely love how the left will jerk the country a mile to the left, and anybody who says, uh, I'm not comfortable with this, oh, you're starting a culture war. It's like punching somebody in the face and saying, no violence now, no violence. Uh, it is an indication, I think, of what a tiny minority of people, the wackadoodles like the tape we played uh, for you, the audio we played coming back from the segment about the white supremacy, colonialism, right. trans, cisgender stew of crazy. <laughs> Comparing um, it to New Coke doesn't make sense, though, because that's just a product decision and you missed. 
And that happens yeah. all the time where you decide you're going to make, uh, I don't know, you're going to you're going to put out this color of car. Turns out people don't like that color as much or as high heeled Nikes, for instance. <laughs> but deciding to, to to wage into the culture wars and that you're going to get more Bud Light drinkers somehow. Whew, that was a really that reminds me, I got to get to that five ways McDonald's is changing their hamburger. Oh, yeah, please. Because I'm a McDonald's hamburger person. And a final note for the segment, if I might uh, shoehorn it in, uh, I love this uh, email we got from Eric in Texas. Um, we just played some uh, James Corden as part of our late night joke off, one of the worst ever aired. Um, but Eric writes, says, you know, certain late night shows coming to an end at the end of this week. I've worked on this show for the entirety of the show's run. Proud of what the show has accomplished over the last eight years. It was frequently very, very amusing and well done. Your, your what do you call it? Uh, commute karaoke or what do they call that? That's Carpool karaoke. That's it. I was yeah, just watching yeah. one up on TV with Adele as he's in his like final weeks of his show. Yeah, indeed. Eric writes, not perhaps not so coincidentally, eight years ago is when I found your show. It started unwittingly after you replaced another show, began listening in the mornings, quickly became daily listening for me. Thanks to your balance of humor and honest political insight. Well, I will continue listening daily once the show's done. I just want to say thank you for being such an integral part of my daily routine, as well as for not banning our host from comedy for life just for being a foreigner. <laughs> Eric, uh, my judgments are harsh but fair. That's I think you've observed. Thanks for the note, bud. That's really nice. <laughs> that is an interesting rule that you have. But, you know, you got to stick by your rules. <laughs> Um, they are changing the hamburgers at McDonald's. Um, you know, we have more important things to talk about than that. Also, uh, that we can get to. Oh, I really want to get to at some point this research that shows how important it is the way you act as a dad to your sons. Of course, that matters to me as a guy with two sons that are in prime learning age. Uh, all that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. McCarthy's bill hikes the debt ceiling by $1.5 trillion and shaves $4.5 trillion in spending over a decade. The bill imposes stiff work requirements for those dependent on some federal food and health programs. That piece of legislation is cruel. The House Republicans' uh, position is unless the President and the Senate agree uh, to their entire agenda, that they're going to default and crash the economy. Oh, my God. I just, you can't, you can't. I, I admire people who can cover politics for decades and still maintain their wonder. Like these are all new arguments. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we been down this debt ceiling thing and it's as if they trade scripts depending on who's in charge? You realize Barack Obama voted against raising the debt ceiling when he was a senator? Yeah, isn't that crazy? And they all know that. But when it's the other way around, it's irresponsible. The full faith and credit, blah, blah, blah. This is money already spent. How do you not understand? Okay. Their agenda is cruel. They're forcing us to accept their whole MAGA agenda. All right. Anyway, uh, Joe Biden announced officially he's running for president. We can hit a little of that video in hour three if you want to and talk some about that. I just came across this from Charles C.W. Cook of the National Review making this point. I think the press is underestimating the damage RFK Jr. could do to Biden. RFK Jr. announced he's running for president as a Democrat. He's challenging the sitting Democratic president. He's polling at 14%. Hmm. If, he, if he keeps it up, it'll matter. No president in the past half century has won re-election after surviving a primary challenger who got into the double digits. And he's currently wow. at 14%. But RFK Jr. put out a statement yesterday saying the reason Tucker got fired from Fox is because Tucker dared to have him on talking about Big Pharma pushing the COVID vaccine on us. And if you cross Big Pharma, you don't last long. And Tucker's willingness to take on Big Pharma is what got him fired. I think RFK Jr. is a nut job, but whatever. Yeah, I think he does definitely has some nuttiness going on. On the other hand, think how big uh, pharmaceutical sales are to Fox News, to all the cable news channels. I just, I wonder... Because, you know, if somebody's spending millions and millions of dollars with Fox News, um, they talk to Rupert Murdoch and probably tell him, you know, we're paying you a million dollars to promote our our, uh, plaque psoriasis medicine. You got Tucker Carlson beating the crap out of us every night. Anything we can do about that? I wonder. It's not impossible. It reminds me, I need to watch Succession. I've had enough people mention that dang show to me that I feel like I need to watch it. Do you watch it, Michael? My wife was watching it the other night, and I got hooked on it, so I'm going to start from the beginning. Yeah, a lot of people I know really, really love it, so I think I'm going to start from the beginning here soon, too. Um, the reason that I thought of that is because a lot of people claim it's about the Murdoch family, and I don't know if it is or not. But McDonald's has announced changes to its most popular menu items, biggest changes they've made in many, many, many years at McDonald's. I've been on a roll lately of eating cheeseburgers. 
They sell you two cheeseburgers at a time. I usually get four. I eat them in the car. I spilled ketchup on my white dress shirt as I drove. I felt like such a loser. I thought, I'm eating McDonald's burgers out of a bag while I drive. I put the Tesla on auto mode, and I'm just eating McDonald's burgers. I got empty wrappers next to me and ketchup on my shirt. What am I? I thought to myself. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) They sell you two at a time now? Uh, Usually, yeah. Wow. Anyway, what are the, the four four big changes to McDonald's menu items? Here you go. Are you ready? Can you handle this? You might want to write it down. Uh, number one, better, softer buns. I have that myself. Mm. Uh, Lord. Consistently melted cheese. Yes, finally. A better sear on the patties. And then the simplest of all, more Big Mac sauce, which is Thousand Island dressing, and we all know it. Right. And everyone knows it. <laughs> and everyone knows it. It's Thousand Island dressing on a Big Mac. Uh, but they're going to put more of that on there, which I, that's the only one. Now, I saw uh, Internet doesn't like McDonald's changes. Yahoo reporting somebody said it's gross. Oh, please okay, whatever. <laughs> I'll try it myself when it actually hits my restaurant. And most of those could be an improvement, although, man, you're messing with something that's made gazillions of dollars for many, many decades. But I flat out think more Mac sauce on the Big Mac is a bad idea. It's already it's messy already, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I agree. It's already pushing the edge of sauce as it is. I think more sauce turns it into Grossville. Now, I don't currently eat McDonald's because I'm better than you, but upping their their bun game is uncontroversial. Uh, better, softer buns. That sounds good to me. Consistently melted cheese. Searing the patties, patties differently. All right. They don't taste like hamburgers now, so I don't know what I don't know what this change will what it has wrought. Yeah, I hardly think of them as hamburgers. <laughs> well, right, they're delicious, but they aren't. They don't right. taste like hamburgers in any in any way whatsoever. Sear it, don't sear it. Melt the cheese, don't melt the cheese. I don't care. <laughs> I like softer buns. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.